your marriage feels more like The Walking Dead than Sleepless in Seattle, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're your hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams, and we know that marriage is hard work. And we believe it can be an adventure full of laughter, fun, and building a connection that lasts. So we're on a mission to inspire and challenge you to live the adventure of a legendary marriage. Welcome to the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We are in season one, episode three, and we are talking about the art of the check-in. All right. (laughs) It is the night before the first day of school for our almost five-year-old daughter. What do you think of that? Well, um, yeah, it's so crazy because for a really long time, we didn't know that there would be a first day of school, night before first day of school, just because part of our story is we were struggled with infertility for like eight years, which we'll go into more in another episode. But um, so Allie's kind of our miracle baby and she's going off to school, little tear. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Well, the first day of it's, school, it's a mixed bag, really. Yeah. Like if we're checking in on it, I would say tender, definitely tender about it. Sure. But also excited, <laughs> excited for me yeah. and excited for her because um, she's just such a little smarty pants. And I know school, she's just going to shine. She's going to sure. be like totally in her element I feel like she might be one of those like shining the teacher's apple kind of deal, but she's also <laughs> going to be pushing the envelope. So sure. I'm not sure where it's going to land for her, but I'm excited and tender. Yeah. And what about Caroline? And Caroline's going to get some, she's only two and she's never had just the mommy time alone during the day with me. So that'll be exciting. Um, a brand new thing because it's always been the three of us during the day, not just the two of us. Where Allie, she had that two of us time with mommy and Allie for two years, and Caroline's never had that. So I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it for Allie. We have a really great school in the neighborhood, and um, I'm excited for all the reasons you said. That yeah, she's a smarty pants and and just a a natural leader, and all of that. I'm excited um, for her to be expanding and starting to create her own little life. And I think a few apart weeks apart from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As that's a true. student and as a kid, like she's starting to differentiate herself and and create a little life with her friends and her teacher and her school, and she she's gonna be able to have that. And have it be just for her. Like, we'll, we want to know what's going on and everything. Okay, now I'm checking in scared because I didn't really think about that before. <laughs> now I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, she's going to have these friends that I don't know. And I don't know their parents. And I don't know what they're doing at school. What are they doing? Okay, so now I'm scared. Yeah. Well, if you open up her backpack every week, you will probably get an update from the teacher. <laughs> 
Probably. Or I'm, maybe I'm <laughs> supposed to go online or something. I don't go know. Go online or, you know, we, we can walk her to school every day and just figure, check in and see what's going Figure it out. On. Yeah. I don't want to be those annoying parents that are like, so how's my kid yeah, do Danielle, every you day? Are, you are a, uh, I mean, Danielle graduated with a degree in education and taught for eight years and everything. Do you feel your internal teacher kind of wanting to come out and, and look at everything through that lens? Look at the at Alex class. A little class bit, but I'm trying not to be that mom. I'm just trying to be a helpful mom. And definitely I'm all about not being a helicopter mom. So the thought of like walking her into her class every day and checking in with the teacher sounds pretty offensive. Yeah. Because as a teacher, I didn't really want parents to come in every day and ask how the kid was doing. <laughs> That'd sure. be a little much. Is there anything we can do to help? Do you need anything? Yeah, I need you to get out of my class right now. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm just thinking about it. it is back to school season and school starting up and sports and all the af- after school activities and and just life gets busy here. And before we know it, it's, it's going to be into the holidays. Like Halloween is coming up in a few weeks and then it's going to be Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year. And then the next thing you know, it's we're familiar with the calendar, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just it's a time when when it's easy for couples to start to slip into roommate mode. What do you mean by that? Just super busy and, you know, just, so did you take Allie to karate? Did you pay the bills? Yeah, exactly. Just all of the logistics of life, the business of life. I'm going to get the oil changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to get groceries here. What, did you get this on the grocery list? Did you, where's the laundry? You know. Do we pay the lawn guys? Do, all of those things that just start sprouting up and life gets busy and we start to miss each other. Like misunderstand. Mm-hmm. Wait, I thought you meant this. I thought you took care of that. I thought you did this. Or I, you know, wait, I thought you said this. It was going to be this way. Or you didn't hear <laughs> just me when I said. Just because you're kind of flying out. Maybe you might not. Sure. Justin has this rule. Okay, I got to tell our listeners about the the Justin well, rule. Well, let me let me set this up because Danielle. Wait, wait, has wait! A why are you usurping I'm, my my wait, comment? I, I'm just I'm setting up the story. All for right, you. fine. Just fine. I'm putting it up. I'm, I'm lobbing it at you, so okay. you can have a nice home run. All right, thanks, babe. Uh, Danielle has this habit of believing that if we're within a hundred yards of each other, regardless of the number of walls and other ambient noise. Uh, barriers and uh, additions to the environment that if she says something, however loud, soft, in whatever room of the house, wherever, that I'm supposed to know that she said it. And uh, it doesn't always work that way. The psychic uh, couple connection. The psychic couple connection. (laughs) But it's it's also about mistiming things, right? Like, when I'm deep in the middle of one thing, like I've I, I've got my work drawer open, and she walks by and says something about about something else, I have no idea. I may have heard a noise, I may have seen her move by, but I I don't know what you're talking. about. That was about. some kind of blur. So 
So here's the rule that Justin has set forth ever since we got married, which... I mean, it's not a rule I set forth. Well, we agreed on it. We agreed on it, but... I mean, I feel like I don't always follow it for sure because I usually forget because as a woman, I'm able to take in 10 multiple streams of stimuli at the same time and comprehend all of them because I have what, spaghetti you you're brain. better than me? No, I'm just saying this. As a woman, I'm better than you. That's what she just said, isn't it, guys? Yeah. I'm saying I have spaghetti brain and you have the, what's it called? The dresser drawer brain. Sure, sure. Isn't that... What was that book that people oh, talked I, about that? Let's not. I'm not a big fan of that. That analogy? Yeah. I, you don't like that women have spaghetti brains and men have no. dresser drawer brains? Um, so the rule is I have to get eye contact. Say his name, Justin. I probably don't say it like that. No, it's, it's say my name, get eye contact, and then... Proceed if I get eye contact back. But I, I would say I abide by that mm, 20%. 40%. Oh! oh. <laughs> Thanks, babe. You were giving me more credit. I was giving you more credit than, than you were. Thanks. That's, I'll receive that. Funny. Yeah, 40%. Uh, uh, it's, that's, that's still that's enough. Still, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, well... So the problem is we, you know, we get busy and we start missing each other. We miss the mark. We miss time things. We misunderstand things. Sure. And, and it leaves, it leaves me sometimes feeling like I'm all alone in the middle of our marriage. Or just frustrated. Like the whole misunderstanding thing. Yeah. It can be very frustrating, especially when I'm like, I cannot be saying this more clearly. Why are you not understanding me? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm or, or you'll say something like, are, are you going to take out the recycling? And I'll say, yeah. And then... But there was o- no deadline. There was no... Two like, hours later, the recycling or- is still spilling onto the floor. I'm like... Now it's like a hockey puck. Like we're kicking cottage cheese containers around the kitchen, whatever. I thought you were taking out the recycling. And I'm in the middle of 97 other things. Right, right. You are. And, You're awesome around the house. And so it, it, we, again, we miss each other. We get, we start to move into that, that place of uh, what, what the Gottman Institute calls the four horsemen in marriage. That sounds so dire. <laughs> It kind of is. is. And uh, so the four horsemen are criticism, contempt, stonewalling, and defensiveness. I've never heard any of that. Okay. (laughs) I was trying to be defensive. Did that sound defensive or critical? Whatever. Whatever. You wouldn't understand it if I hit you upside the head with it. Was that your your stonewalling? A little bit. Why? Is that okay? Okay, just describe them. Now our listeners are just getting super confused because we're just... That was defensiveness. <laughs> That's funny. You yeah. always do that. You never Listen. understand when I'm making good jokes. <laughs> you never make good jokes. And that's contempt. <laughs> So we're joking about this, but the, we're these, joking these about four, the four horsemen. We're joking about the four horsemen, but the the truth is, these are kind of the four root things that that just drive a wedge between couples. So, after years of finding ourselves in these patterns over and over again, we um, we found some tools that have been really helpful 
um, uh, there's there's this this tool called the check-in. And it, the idea is to bring some intentionality, to schedule a time, to sit down eyeball to eyeball, and to take a few minutes to intentionally just focus on listening to each other, to uh, share what's on your heart, what's on your mind, in a, in a, in a way that isn't conflict, right? It's just, I'm going to own these emotions and these thoughts. This is what's going on for me right now. Mm -hmm. I'm in. Then Danielle says, this is what's going on for me. And and these are the thoughts and emotions that I'm owning right now. And I'm in. And from there, we might extend the conversation to, to address some things, to try to find solutions to things. But the check-in itself is really just an opportunity to stay to put something in place so that we stop missing each other. And so we wanted to uh, go into a little bit of detail about that, give you an example of it and a challenge to check in in this episode. Yeah. And uh, one thing that's really challenging that I found about the check-in at first is while the other person's checking in, you're just listening. You don't even open your mouth. You don't even open your mouth. And you can nod, you give eye contact, your body language is very encouraging, but you don't say anything. So there's some, before we go into what the, the check-in is, let's, let's point at some of the kind of core skills that are required. The first is curiosity. Because when Danielle's checking in, my job is not just to stare at her and, and count the timer waiting for her to shut up so that I can say what I want to say. Instead, it's to actually, truly, deeply listen mm-hmm. with, one, with one motivation, and that is what is important about this, about what she's saying to her. Not to you. Not to me. To her. Which then requires the second skill, which is self-management, which is putting aside what it means to me and what I want to say in response and what I want to do and how I want to be impacted by what she's saying to put that aside in favor of letting her be on her journey of expression and discovery with what she's saying. It's so challenging to put your focus on the other person truly because if I'm feeling very overwhelmed because I feel like I'm doing everything in the house and I'm doing all the chores and I'm doing everything outside and I'm doing everything with the kids, the inclination for you might be to be like, well, I offered to take the kids yesterday to or move into criticism, yeah, contempt, I do the, defensiveness, I, I do the lawn. you know, what are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's not the point. The point is you're hearing my heart. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk, we're in a minute, we're going to, we're going to give you the specifics of the check-in process and an example. Um, so the other skill that's really core for the check-in is of course, curiosity. We said curiosity, we said self-management. And then it's, it's the listening piece, right? Mm-hmm. Listening for what's important to whoever's speaking, being curious about it, and reining in your own responses. Mm-hmm. So challenging, so challenging. So there's some values that get honored in the process of this as well. And it's, it's, um, it's putting, you're, you're being vulnerable. Absolutely. You're being intentional. You're not just talking about politics or, you know, 
bills or to-do lists or whatever, you're intentionally engaging in what's going on in the other person's heart, which um, is courageous. And it's just like, wow, we don't go there a lot of the time. So we have to be intentional to actually go to that heart place. And you're honoring one another and giving respect to one another, both by listening and by vulnerably, courageously sharing what's really going on with you. I think you'll find it very interesting just to sit there in the space and be focused on or focus on another person for five minutes is like a very um, refreshing and new feeling. Um, and it can be exhausting because we're using some some emotional muscles that we don't use nearly enough, frankly. True. True. So do we want to give an example of a check-in, honey? Yeah. So let's let's describe it. So the check-in, it, it typically starts with something like, okay, I'm Justin and I'm checking in. And then we, we have six core emotional identifiers that are, are kind of root words for, for pretty much every emotional uh, idea that we experience in life. The first is, and it's, it's an acronym, SASHET, S-A-S-H-E-T. So the first is sad, then it's angry, scared, happy, excited, and tender. These, these six words, in some way, for the purpose of our conversation, encompass and encapsulate all of the different variations of emotion that we experience. So like if I'm frustrated about something, it might be like, that, okay, I'm angry. That's a, that's a form of anger. Right. Okay. Anxiety. Anx- I'm not afraid, but I'm anxious or I'm stressed. That's fear. Yeah. That, that's, so you're scared. That's scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we start with these six and what we do is, is just run down through them. Okay. I'm Justin and I'm checking in sad about this thing that's going on at work with, with one of my friends who's going through a divorce. I'm angry about how my new boots haven't arrived in the mail yet. I'm scared about our financial future because the markets are going crazy right now. I don't know. I don't really follow the markets. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy to be, to be looking forward to a, a business trip in a few weeks. And if I back up, I'm sad about that too. Cause I always miss Danielle and the girls when, when I'm traveling. I'm excited to get a chance to lead at a conference in a few weeks. And that's, it, it, it's, it's a real honor. And I'm really excited about that. And I'm tender for, for Allie starting school for like, I remember I was, I, I was just very, very um, intimidated by school. I, I remember being very uneasy, very scared and so I'm very tender for her, for her experience. She's expressed a little bit of it and, you know, but she's so, she's so courageous. She's so brave. Like she's got her backpack set up with her water bottle in it and her shoes by the door. And, you know, she's ready to go even though she, and so I'm just tender for that. Mm-hmm. And with that, I'm in. Okay. All so right. There's a brief example um, and you're looking for things that are real, 
things. So the example about the markets isn't isn't a great example. So I shouldn't ask you about the markets? No, no. I, I'm not even sure what people mean when they say the markets, honestly. Okay, please don't write in about that. If you're in our Facebook group, okay, now I'm exaggerating. If you're if you're in our legendary marriage Facebook group, and by the way, if you're not, um, just send us a request. We'd love to have you join our legendary marriage Facebook group. Um, please don't ask us about the markets. We don't know. We'll have to yeah. send you elsewhere. We can refer you to somebody. But what I could do is because I was being curious, it was interesting. I was self-managing the whole time because I wanted to kind of chime in on a couple things that you were talking about. And you know what? Some things that came to me were kind of details. When you said you were excited about the conference coming up, I thought um, about some of your travel arrangements that were still a little uncertain. And I thought, <laughs> and I thought, oh, wait, I'm going to ask him about that flight stuff or I'm going to ask him about, you know, this or that. And it's like, that's not what's important there. So I kind of had to check myself like, ooh, self-manage that. Okay. What's his heart in this? His heart was that he was really excited about leading when he was there. He was excited about going to Colorado, whatever. Um, so honey, can I ask you just a couple questions sure. about it? Sure. Um, you said you were tender for Allie about starting school yeah. and um, that when you were younger, you were always tender about st- starting no, school. No, I was scared. Oh, I, you were scared. I, 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 I never felt like I fit in at school. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I had some really um, terrible experiences in my education early on. And so even now I, I, I had great teachers later on and you know great experiences but the formative years of, of education for me were um, uh, abusive Ugh. so just it's that's my triggering that's my thing that's so it's kind of like you're on. angry and tender about it sure and scared yeah like I'm sitting there going okay you're a mixed bag about it like the 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 guardian and like warrior spirit in me wants to go into school and be like, okay, here's the deal. This is my kid, Allie, and I'm going to trust you with her (laughs) for these hours during the day with her education and everything. And I will back you up. I want to say to like the teachers, I will back you up tooth and nail every day. But if something happens to her, (laughs) I will unleash holy fury. Like you have never, you know, I I have that, like that. I, I believe in things and there's some tension there. Sure. A lot of tension, I'm sensing. Yeah, for sure. A little bit. Yeah. So that was an interesting part of the check-in, too, that I don't think we'd mentioned earlier, is that um, a certain thing can be making you feel angry and scared Mm. or happy and angry at the same time. I'm (laughs) even realizing right now. That tension, that that fear is probably uh, a little bit, at least, behind some of the grumpiness that I've, that I've had the last couple days. I wish we had, um, we had a camera right now. Justin's getting a little teary-eyed. You all right, honey? I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. All right. So your turn, honey. Oh, I'm going to check in too. You check in. Okay. So I am sad. I'm a. I'll skip around a little bit. I'm sad and tender. Um, I have a friend that is about to give birth any day now, and it seems like a lot of crazy things are happening with her. And so I, I'm feeling like I'm missing her. 
um, we usually spend like every other day together, but because of some like crazy stuff that's just going on with her and with me, um, I'm just missing her. We're just not spending much time together and I'm tender because she's going to have her baby soon. And I feel like it's probably just going to get more challenging to spend time with her. So sad and tender about that. Um, I am angry about, I feel like it's some financial stuff. I feel like it's always financial stuff that I'm angry about. Um, that it's like, what? Our water bill is $5 million. Are you kidding me? Um, we don't have $5 million to pay it. Okay. So this is going to be a really surprising one. I'm happy about my trip to the dentist. And I know okay. Justin's got it. Don't even talk. You're not even supposed to talk. Um, I'm so happy about my trip to the dentist because because um, we just had a move recently. I had to get a new dentist. And, you know, there's certain things that you're just like, oh, well, actually, the worst one is getting a hairdresser, a new hairdresser. That is the worst. But a dentist. OK, so full confession, I had not gone to the dentist to get a cleaning in like two and a half years. Okay. I feel like so embarrassed to even say that to our listeners because uh, I can't believe you actually said it <laughs> out loud. It was horrifying, really, because I was on a on a rhythm of and you're not supposed to be talking. Um, six months. Every six months I was like clockwork. But just crazy stuff. It's just haven't happened. And so I went in and I was definitely scared. Definitely scared about going to the dentist. And I thought it was going to be horrible. She was going to say, like, I had 10 cavities. She was going to drill my whole head up. I was going to come out with a big puffy face. And I was going to have to have somebody drive me home. And, like, I, I had it built way up. Um, but I was so happy because she was really nice. And I didn't have any cavities. And I just got my teeth cleaned. And, you know, you walk out of there and you're like, oh, man, my teeth feel great. Um give me my iced tea. And she's like, don't ever drink iced tea. And I'm like, Oh, I, you were really cool. Nice new dentist, but I got to drink my McDonald's iced tea. McDonald's does not sponsor this podcast, but I just love my iced tea there. It's just so good. And it's only $1. And I'm excited about, um, just fall coming up. We're starting to plan for, Halloween, little trips for the girls and all kinds of things like that. I know I jumped way around, so it was probably hard for you to follow the S-A-S-A-G-T sachet because I kind of mixed them all up. But, you know, you got to keep it organic. With that, I'm in. Okay, I was going to say with that, you're in. I I don't have a question, but I really, really, really had to self-manage to not just burst out laughing and make fun of you for using the term hairdresser. (laughs) hairdresser. I know you always make fun of me for saying hairdresser. I think it was because my grandma always used to say hairdresser and I think she just yeah, honey, is stuck. Honey, <laughs> 1927 called. They want their lingo back. What do you say? Uh, barber, stylist, stylist, I cosmetologically guess. inclined person. <laughs> Anything but hairdresser. I'm going to the hairdresser. I'm gonna set. I mean, my I curls. was noticing. I was noticing that delightful blue cast to your hair. 
So. Okay, just stop right there. I would need to get a. I would need to get my curler set to do that. Sure, sure. Get the Aquanet out. <laughs> hey, when I was in eighth grade, I ruled Aquanet. I gave that. What was that? The claw. You always called it the claw. I always called we. My friends and I always called it the garden weasel, where the girls would take <laughs> their bangs and it would go straight up as high as they could with like <laughs> one curl at the top. Oh, I did that. I rocked that. Oh yeah, it it was. It I was, even used to have. Okay, so in my I'm purse. Not, hold on, I'm not sure. No, no, no. I'm not sure. I mean, you, you've seen like I'm getting older. I'm 41, and I'm and I look at the kids today, and I go, oh, they're crazy haircuts, and I'm pretty sure that nothing I have seen. In the decades since Could junior rival high, that. rivals the obscenity of obscenity. garden weasel. Okay, the garden weasel. Okay, so I rock the garden weasel, and I remember. No, no, you can't use the term "rocked the garden weasel." And you would it was comb, a terrible affront you would, to humanity. You would comb your hair out on the side. It was kind of like a wing. Oh yeah. And then you yeah. would like spray, 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 spray right over your ear so that it would like stick straight out. Yeah, yeah. And I actually had in my purse, I had a butane curling iron. And I would curl my hair on the bus. Which if, Danielle would be Danielle would be in at the sheriff's department for a, considered a terrorist at this point if I in had time. A, if I had a butane curling iron. Come on, some of these ladies. No, no, out no, here. no. I meant for the garden weasel. Oh, stop. Okay. So if you're in our Facebook group, Legendary Marriage Facebook group, weigh in. Did you rock the garden weasel? I know I have to get a picture and put it up there. But seriously, and then I would bring the Aquanet in my purse, too. So in case it rained, you know, got to get out the butane curler and the Aquanet. So um, you've seen an example of the check-in, and we've had some some laughs here, and it's, it's been fun. But... Uh, what we want to do is to challenge you to pull out your phone and schedule check-ins with your spouse every day for one week. Block out 10 or 15 minutes total. Five some, minutes a piece. Five minutes a person. You can set a timer if you want for five minutes. And when the, the timer goes off, you're done. Finish your sentence and you're done. Um. You can go for as long as you want. We're just suggesting start with five minutes per person. Uh, find Schedule it for a time when the kids are in bed, the kids are out of the house, when everything else is done so that, so that you can just be present with each other. Um, turn off the TV, get rid of all the distractions, put down the phone, all of that, and just s- connect eyeball to eyeball with each other. Spend five minutes per person and just check in. Use that sachet. Remember, listen with curiosity and manage your, your responses. When they're done, you can ask questions. If they allow you. If they allow you to ask questions. But the beauty of it is, is we have to understand that, okay, I've owned these emotions and that's what was present in that moment. It may not be carrying forward. There may be some stuff there that at the end you go, okay, you mentioned you know, being angry about this. Do we need to talk about that? Do we need to have a, a conversation about that? And he or she may say, oh, no, no, it's fine now. I just... I just had to get it off my chest. I just wanted to get it off my chest. The beauty of this is it is one of the most fruitful things that we have ever done in our relationship. It really is. Mm-hmm. We do it um, multiple times a week. 
and it'll change. Sometimes things will carry over because, you know, there's a there's a problem that you're really scared about that kind of lingers on or you're really happy about an upcoming trip or whatever. Sure. Um, but normally it'll change every couple of days or so. Yeah. Um, so you have the possibility when you do these check-ins um, to reap the fruit of it. And that is just a deeper connection with your spouse. I mean, we tend to keep it a little surfacey. Like we were talking earlier about how we go into roommate mode where you talk about the bills, the to-do list, the kids, the whatever. Um, But here's a chance to have a deeper heart connection. You can be on the same page with them. You can know what's making them come alive, what's making them kind of shut down, um, maybe an area where you can kind of come next to them and go shoulder to shoulder and realize that you're on the same team. We've Um, had times when, when, you know, one of us is saying, oh, I'm so stressed out. I'm so angry and scared about this thing that we're doing and blah, 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 blah. And then we'll just, the other person will just say, well, let's just not do that then. Right. Or let me do that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's right. no big so deal to me. I'll do it. The, 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 one of the key things for me about the check-in is we get on the same page. We get in mm-hmm. synergy about where we're headed, what we're doing, and what's important to us by understanding what's going on with each other and what's important to us as individuals. Well, something that's really important to me, too, and I don't know if this is more a female thing or this is just me, but I'm pretty sure there's other people like that can resonate with this. One of my goals is just to be seen and to be known by other sure. people, and especially you. Sure. Um, to, w- to, to, to feel like you're being heard. Right. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Like truly heard, not just tolerated yeah. or lip yes. service or whatever. It's like, do you really see me for who I am and do you really know me? Um, as far as being known, nothing will make me more upset than feeling like I'm not known. Like if you schedule, like, let's say a date or buy me a gift or something that's way off track. And I'm like, you don't even know me. Um, but I just loved that feeling to feel known and seen. Sure. And the check-in can do that. And we're on the same team. It, it, it's kind of one of the, the core things that we keep coming back to is uh, when we aren't, we don't do a check-in of some kind, when we don't know, we don't take that time, we can be really strategically and tactically on top of things mm-hmm. and yet feel completely alone and feel completely separate. And we take the time to do a check-in to, to bring some intentionality to, and some emotional intelligence to our relationship we remember we're on the same team, yes, and we aren't here to just crank out life. We got married because we wanted something really great, and we think you do too. So we're going to challenge you to do this this week. Um, schedule 10 or 15 minutes a day when you can do a check-in with your spouse, listen, then when they're done, you get to give your five minutes and ask questions afterwards uh, we think it's going to be a really, really fruitful, productive thing for you. 
and let us know how it goes. Um, Join the Legendary Marriage group on Facebook and let us know how the check-in goes with you. Also, don't forget to hop on iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review the show so that uh, we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. That's all we've got for now. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us on the adventure. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.